This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. 800-600-1645. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. It's Pat and Stu. Um, climate Walmart. chaos. Of course, we still have the climate chaos logo because uh, uh, we all know that climate chaos is happening. This is a big it, one. It was so chaotic uh, on the work way to work today that uh, uh, I barely survived the drive. When I when I got out of my car and it was sixty degrees and it's normally you know about sixty degrees. I thought, wow, we are done. It's here. Climate change is a reality. It is happening, and it is catastrophic. And I, I don't even know how I made it into the building at 60 degrees. There was, there was one time a few years ago when it was 57 degrees, and uh, now it's 60 degrees on the way in, and that's three degrees warmer. I, uh, I was driving on the way here, and it was difficult to navigate my way through uh, the piles of penguins uh, who have died because of the yeah. heat. Yeah. Um, they're native, of course, to Texas, and now they're dead. Now they're dead. dead. Now they're dead. Dead. They're not, there's no hope. They're dead. Some of them were trying to flee uh, south of here, uh, but they couldn't make it because it was too hot for them, and they died. Others were going north. And uh, I don't know where they were going to wind up. Well, they don't know where to go now, Pat, because they, they, uh, it's, it's climate chaos. Right now, it's 115 it's degrees in the North Pole, 122 in mm-hmm. Antarctica, and on the equator, it's negative five. And that all means the same thing: mm-hmm. global warming, all of it. My, my son all is uh, is fascinated with temperatures right now because he likes <laughs> ask, he? he likes asking the phone what Alexa? the temperature is in or Alexa, or Alexa what the temperature yeah. is and like what's the temperature in Miami? What's the temperature? <laughs> so he always wants to find the really high ones and the really low ones. Mm-hmm. And so I have, uh, I have to think, like, where would it, because I don't know the temperature in Minnesota or where, I have to think mm-hmm. of, like, what would be the coldest one? Because sometimes, like, Maine won't be that cold, and then Minnesota will be cold some days, but not other days. So the one I've come up with, which is a pretty, pretty, pretty solid bet most days, is Barrow, Alaska. Yeah. Now, <laughs> now Barrow, Alaska is one of three places, or probably four now with Wasilla, that I actually know in the state of Alaska. You know, you know Anchorage, mm-hmm. you know, you know, uh, you know, Wasilla, you know, Barrow, and... Uh, Juneau. Juneau was the other one. Anchorage. Um, Did you say yes, Anchorage? Anchorage right? yeah. That's you pretty said, much it, though, right? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind of like, I mean, I'm sure there's... <clears throat> there's North Pole, Alaska. I yeah. know that only because it's North Pole. Okay. But... 
Um, so, uh, so what was the temp? Uh, it was a negative 16 when I checked it. 16 below? 16, which mm-hmm. is probably not even that bad for Barrow. But then I was like, I wonder. I mean, it's pretty cold. I was like, how would you, like, what would be, if I wanted to fly to Barrow, Alaska, can I go on orbits and just book a flight to Barrow? Not direct, I bet. <laughs> Definitely not direct. It's like you're bouncing. I think it was from Dallas to Seattle to Anchorage to two other places in, in oh, Alaska wow. and then to Barrow. You were curious enough that you checked? I actually checked, yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know what? Great. $474. No, 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 $744. I'd be a little uh, dyslexic there. But still, $700 to get to Barrow? But seriously, that's about what it it costs to get to Helena every time I go there. Really? So it's about the same. That's actually not that bad. That's not bad at all. Um, And and then I was like, I wonder how long it would take. Because, of course, you know, he asked me questions (laughs) about it. And then I was like, well, we could drive it. And should we drive it? And so I I mapped it out on uh, GPS. You can't drive it. You can't drive to Barrow? You can, there are no directions possible to get to Barrow, Alaska, according to Apple Maps. That's great. That's how freaking remote it is. Let me give you another cold place. Mm-hmm. Rexburg, Idaho. Rexburg, Idaho. Another I'll cold try place. that. Very I'll try cold. that. My, uh, my, both, uh, my two youngest sons are there uh, going to school. And uh, it's, it's been, he's been calling back home. My youngest has been calling. He's because he's. Other than our brief time in, well, we lived in Connecticut for a couple of years, but it wasn't this cold. It wasn't, I mean, it was 19 below zero was the high last week, uh, I think. There, 19 below zero was the high? Yeah. And so, and so for whatever reason, I, I don't know if they wouldn't let him park on the campus or there weren't any spaces or something available. So we had to walk. And he was like, what am I doing here? What am I doing? He called and said, what am, why am I here? Why am I here? Why? Can't I, and I told him to man up and find a safe space um, where it's warm. <laughs> I, I actually agree with your sub. Uh, well, well, I, there's just no reason to ever be in a temperature environment like that. It's Very not, cool. It's not safe it's really for humans. Cool. It's not it's really meant cool. for humans. Mm-hmm. How, you know, the question is like more. Yes, now because we are, uh, we've developed this amazing system with where fossil fuels are able to be put to places where and burned in a way that creates energy, and you're able to be warm at least inside. Mm-hmm. How on earth did people survive in these places before that? Like how many didn't? On, yeah, yeah, I man, mean, that's first of all, thing. many didn't. Many didn't. It's incredible that yeah. anyone could have lived in these areas. I know. Before this, before you. I had know heat. when you, when all you're all you're counting on is the warmth of the fireplace. And, you know, blankets. And that's what you have to heat your home. I, I, that had to be tough. Well, uh, blankets, uh, my friend, you had uh, fur from animals. Yeah. I mean, that's true. Yeah. Um, yeah. And actually, we, so we went through the, the, the temperature thing. The only place we'd be able to find colder than Barrow, Alaska is this studio. This studio is actually technically colder than Barrow, Alaska. <laughs> At least it yesterday. Feels like it most it of the took time. you a long time oh. to get there, but I knew that's where you were headed. <laughs> and you know what? That. Worth it. <laughs> anytime, anytime you can yeah. bring up. And that was not the point of that monologue, uh, by the way. But it, it is that freaking cold. Uh, yesterday, in particular. Oh my gosh! And now Glenn has his new fancy ridiculous. freaking room, where he's designed this room over there. We do for radio, mm-hmm. which you know, you know, they spend all this time and looking, making it look perfect. So what do I have to do? I know I have to like hide all my heating devices because before he was like, I don't care. Throw your red blanket on the beige couch. I don't care. <laughs> oh yeah, there's there's my uh, heater. Which by the way, I, I put my hands back. You put your hands back here and I warm them up when when you're look, when the camera's on pat. I just keep my hands back here and warm my my fingers. Uh, but uh, <laughs> in there now I've got the, I've, I've so I have the nice little electric blanket folded neatly mm-hmm. underneath me. So I have like a heating pad type of situation, and then I have a foot heater I've purchased. 
uh, which that one's on my feet, but you can't see on camera either. I mean, it's sad. It's a sad, it pathetic is. tale. I saw you yesterday. You don't tell. don't. Oh, yesterday me. I was freezing. It's, it was it's not freezing. as bad today. It was not as bad today. All of this was actually leading to a uh, an Al Gore oh, yeah. climate story, but we'll get to that in a second. First, we want to share with you uh, part three of The Vault and the 912 Principles. Here it is. You've been waiting for it for a long time. Jeremy, you have, uh, what do you have? All right, so we've got the last two, which is personal responsibility and gratitude. Ooh, Martin gratitude. Luther King. You're going to love gratitude. You're going <laughs> to love gratitude. But see, you, you, you continue to say that, and then there's always, there really is always something better. I keep thinking, oh, well, you won't be able to outdo oh, no, no, this no, no. one, and then you Gratitude is one else, of my favorites. And it's even better. You know, so. This is a showstopper, but I will tell you, gratitude is one that if I were seeing in a museum, I would sit and ponder and cry a long time. Okay, so this is an original March for Jobs and Freedom. This is what they handed out in Washington, D.C. But uh, that's for, you know, August 28th, 19, what is it? 63? Yeah, if you can open it up, you can actually, you can pull it out of that. We studied this and studied this and studied this. And everybody who I worked with thought I was nuts. Um, but, you know, we didn't pick 828 as our date because of Martin Luther King. It just happened to be that. And as it turned out, it turned out to be a great blessing. Um, I mean, a lot of people didn't come, I think, because they were afraid. The Black Panthers, everybody who had threats out on it. Um, it was worse when we went to Jerusalem. The State Department told people not to come. But these people came in the 60s, and they came with us, too. Um, but this is interesting because it shows two things. It shows how many organizations were behind Martin Luther King on this. This was not just him. Like, we were the first, the Smithsonian told me, we are the first and, uh, and uh, only private citizen to ever hold something like that on the mall with anything close to that kind of turnout. Okay. 650,000? Uh, between 500 and 700. So don't, we don't know. But uh, definitely 500,000. That's the size of this. Yes. And, um, you know, when Martin Luther King went out there, you'll see all of the organizations that are involved. And it's very well done, very well put together. This, to me, is more important. And this is the pledge that they... Had to sign. Had to sign if you were going to go on that march. Because remember, the buses that were going on that march, they were stopped. You know, they stopped to get fuel in the south. And the people were dragged off the buses and beaten. He needed you to make sure you had personal responsibility and that you were in control of yourself. So this is a pledge that he had you take. And you had to sign it and put in your name, address, your phone number, your nearest relative. That would be a little scary. Why do you need the name of my nearest relative? Oh my goodness, Yeah, yes. something happens. Um, okay, so these are things. I hereby pledge to myself, my person, and my body to the nonviolent movement, and I will keep the following 10 commandments. I will meditate daily on the teachings and the life of Jesus. I will remember always that the nonviolent movement in Birmingham seeks justice and reconciliation, not victory. Most important thing. None of us understand that. I think especially today, where yeah. we're all looking to win, win. right? Not, not just 
I mean, you keep saying this, I want to be heard, but I think it's even moved past, I want to be listened to or I want to be heard. I want to win. I want to win. And when it's only, yep. you know, that's, that's hard. I will walk and talk in the manner of love, for God is love. I will pray daily to be used by God in order that all men might be free. I will sacrifice my personal wishes in order that all men might be free. I will observe with both friend and foe the ordinary rules of courtesy. Refrain from violence of the fist, tongue, or heart. We talk about violence now. Nobody's talking about the violence of the, of the tongue or the heart. Right. The violence of the heart now is horrible. I will strive to be in good spiritual and bodily health, and I will follow the directions of the movement and the captain on the demonstration. I sign this pledge having seriously considered what I do and the determination and will to persevere. That is, to, to me, that, that is the height of personal responsibility because that's what he's asking you for. You pledge that you don't really count as an individual when it comes to the group on how we behave. It doesn't matter how you personally feel. That doesn't count. You pledge that you are going to obey the rules and you're going to do these things to prepare yourself to obey the rules. But Th these things that are that are obeying the rules have to do all those, all those have all to rules. do with all, all those, those same kinds of values. You know, those. because I will sacrifice personal wishes, and that has to do with moderation, and that has to do with courage, and that has to do with gratitude, and that has to do with reverence, and you know, humility. Right. I I will pray daily to be used by God. Oh my goodness, what if we were all doing that? What if ten percent of the nation? I mean, I know we think we pray. I, I pray every day, but I'm not sure I say in my prayers, please, God, use me to accomplish the, you know, righteous desires that you see for the nation. I don't say that. And I could. It's, I mean, it's that easy. It's right here. I know M1 has this list. Mercury One has this list of things up in their office. Yes, they do. As a, as a list of things that they strive to do. As, you know, that's part of their mission statement is for them to is for them to follow this set of Ten Commandments. It's pretty impressive. It's pretty impressive to see that the same kind of courage and personal responsibility that led this group of people. Wouldn't you say this group of that people. Martin Luther King and Abraham Lincoln were both operating off of this? That, Very much so. That Gandhi and Frederick Douglass we're operating off of this. Definitely. That Stalin was not, Hitler was not, Mussolini was not. Yeah, it's actually even hard to see many of those qualities in any, I mean, almost any of these qualities in Mussolini or Hitler. Yeah. Stalin. No, right? Uh -oh. Like you don't see. You don't see any humility. No. You don't see Sinceri thrift, sincerity, honesty. Moderation. No. Gratitude. Charity. No. You might see it in their platform, charity. The first thing the Nazis did was, with socialization, was they started a, a welfare group. That was the first thing they did, was start welfare. So their 
group can claim that, but not the people. Right, not the person. Not the, par not the person, not the people. And, I mean, you can definitely see hard work in all of them. Mm -hmm. Obviously, they were hard. Right, they were hard workers. Mm -hmm. That they had some of those qualities, but like that's what you said about moderation. If you have any of these qualities out of balance with the others, then one can pull you off in a direction that isn't necessarily. And if you don't good. have all of them, right? That makes me feel um, that's kind of daunting, Glenn. Why? Because I'm not sure I'm. Yes, you are. You know, well, no, no. I'm just saying that's like if that you look at that list and it seems like a lot of work. It does. It's not. Do you think Jesus was a masochist? No. Okay. Do you think Jesus wants to see us be masochists? No. Okay. No, because then, I don't think humility has to do with beating yeah. yourself up, right? I right. don't think that that's the point right. of humility. Correct. And he doesn't want to see us. It's why he came, right? Get, to provide forgiveness. Let it go. I forgive you. Now let it go. Okay. Go and sin no more. So he's not a masochist. Well, if you read the Beatitudes, how's it end? What's, what's one of the last things he says? Go and be perfect. <laughs> oh. No, but I always hate that part. Okay, <laughs> all right. Okay, I'm going to go be perfect now. My point on that, though, is the reason why we're not the Beatitudes, the reason why we don't show mercy, why we don't mourn with others, really mourn with others, why we don't do those things is because we say, not to him, because if we imagined ourselves saying it directly to him, we would be ashamed of ourselves. But we make a quiet excuse of, no, I've got a business to run. I can't be that way. I've got, my kids are, whatever. The, the world is upside down, whatever. The country's at stake, whatever. Where, did, where is the exception? Because I've looked for it. I can't find the exception where he says to do these things. And oh, by the way, be perfect. It's, we're going to get to the end and we're going to get to the other side. I'm convinced of it. And I'm going to be in more trouble than most others because I actually believe this. And once you believe it, why aren't you living it? Didn't you believe it? Weren't you preaching it? Then why weren't you living it? Well, you don't understand. It was hard. I was in talk radio and television. <laughs> um, but it's really, it's only, once we would actually say, I don't, he who loses his life gains his life. I don't care. I know the Lord will provide. I know everything's going to be okay. I have to do what I have to do, but I don't have to do anything else. And I certainly don't have to do anything that, is, that contradicts what he told me to do. And certainly he doesn't expect us, even though he is saying, be perfect. This life is to become perfect. He doesn't expect us to be perfect. I, at least I don't believe he expects it. Like no, the that's next what I mean. second, right? Like, no, that's what I mean. He's not a masochist. He's telling us, you can do it. But he's also saying... But if you fail, that's okay. That's why I'm here. So I think these things do require work, and they are hard. Oh, yeah. But that is the challenge, and that is what is fun, if you can say that, about life, is it is not easy. It is a challenge, and you have to work at it, and you have to continually reevaluate and go through and say, hey, wait a minute, I'm, not, I'm falling short on this or that, and it, 
It's a process. It isn't, this is where you start and you're that way instantaneously. It takes time, it takes work. I remember when I first started, um, when, I, when I first, I was on the ground and I was in my apartment and it was that Christmas Eve and I was away from my family and I just, I knew I was either gonna die or I was gonna get up and fix it. And I, every time I think of that, I think, in some ways, I wish I could tell people I got up the next day and it was great. And I wish I would have said that. I wish it would have been true, but it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have changed me if it was. And it didn't, it sucked for a long, long time. And um, it still sucks, but in a different way. Now it's like, break please, can you just cut me some slack just a little bit here? And I think we all feel that when we're, we get overwhelmed, we're doing stuff and we're like, come on Lord, really? Can you cut her a slack? Can you cut him some slack? Can you cut me some slack from time to time? 1791, it's doing something for our veterans. And um, we're asking people to buy coats for our homeless veterans. And on it is the 1791 label. And it says, hard times made us. It's true. Hard times made us. Hi, it's Pat and Stu, Triple Eight Seven Two Seven Beck. Al Gore uh, has been uh, shopping the sequel of An Inconvenient Truth up at Sundance uh, in Park City, Utah, where they, you know, they debut all of these important new films. And so I guess he's been a big hit uh, there. And uh, of course, they're having snow like they haven't had in in, in many years. Uh, just to greet his stupid movie about climate change, where for a while we were being told it wasn't going to snow anymore. And then they realized, okay, that was asinine. So maybe we better change it to just uh, the climate is changing in some nebulous way and we, we can scream about everything. So if it's hot, that's great. If it's cold, that's great too, because we'll just say that's part of it. <laughs> that's part of it. If it rains, that's part of it. If it snows, that's part of it. If there's drought, yeah, that's climate change. Tornadoes, hurricanes. Tornadoes or lack of, that's part of it. It's all climate change. We're mm -hmm. trying to tell you it's climate chaos. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. In fact, it's so stupid now that climate change doesn't even accurately describe it. It's just climate weirding now. So anything that happens that they deem weird even though it's happened a million times before, um, that fits in to their agenda. The new movie's called An Inconvenient Sequel, Truth to Power. Is that really what it's called? Years ago, Sheesh. when the movie An Inconvenient ah. Truth came out, On the, the single most criticized scene in most that movie fine. was an animated scene showing that the combination of sea level rise and storm mm. surge would I don't believe put used the this. ocean water Unreal. into the 9-11 yeah. memorial site, which was then mm -hmm. under construction. And people said, that's ridiculous. What a terrible exaggeration. This is the most disingenuous. There is a week of call it's here. a lie. It's amazing that, that he's tried this. And our vulnerability to it. 
was true 10 years ago, it was true five years ago, it is undeniable today. This is one of the most despicable things that anyone has ever tried to do when it comes to um, uh, acting as if you're it's an being an irresponsible truthful. lie. That's all it is, an irresponsible lie. Maybe tomorrow we should bring up the, bring back the uh, Wonderful World of Stu monologue I did on that specific claim. Yeah, let's play them both. Let's um, play that yeah. and then go into the, the Wonderful World of Stu ex- explanation of it. We'll give you it's the, ridiculous. We'll give you the details tomorrow. But long story short, in, he did say in Inconvenient Truth that that would flood. And, and, and people did say it was ridiculous because what he said to cause the flood was not a storm. Mm-hmm. What he said would cause the flood was half of Greenland or all of West or all of Greenland or half of Antarctica would the ice shelf would fall off into the sea. <laughs> he said that flooding would be part of a thirty-foot sea level rise. And by the way, a permanent situation, yeah, not, not a, a two-day two thing. Yeah, like, yeah. Yes, now, come yeah, on. Yes, there was a storm. Yes, there was flooding in New York City. It is not at all what he predicted. <laughs> And it is a close. despicable lie because he is telling people, look what, look what this. I was so right. I told right. you I was right, and everybody thought it was ridiculous. It is, if I remember correctly, Pat, legitimately the next sentence in the movie after he shows that he explains how it was going to happen, which is complete disagreement with what, what, what he's now claiming caused it. It's one of the most seriously <clears throat> ballsy, disingenuous moments of a politician. And, I mean, even it's an insult to politicians, if, honestly, to do say. Do you play his original segment yeah. mm-hmm. in your piece? Yep. Okay. So let's bring that back yeah. tomorrow. That was uh, That's worthwhile. Because Phenomenal. With this thing coming back, it's like, I mean, it was uh, just because when he was making it in speeches, it was sort of a personal jihad to go out there and, and dis- disprove what he was talking about. Now with the movie coming out, an inconvenient sequel, Truth to Power, uh, I mean, it's going to be more important than ever. And there were many disputed scenes in the first movie, uh, including the ice shelves that were calving, falling off into the ocean to begin with, because that was from Day After Tomorrow. They borrowed that from a science fiction movie. That's right. And used it as if it were fact. I forgot about that part. Oh, my gosh. I mean, there was so much to dispute in that movie. It was absolutely ludicrous. But that one's, this one is straight out, like, he thinks his audience is so dumb they won't even watch the movie that some he's famous are. for. And you know what? Yeah, I think are. all of them are. Yeah. I, no one on the left will say, wait a minute, Al, what the hell? You said it was for a completely different reason. That was due to war. It has nothing to do with that. It was a storm that rolled in and flooded the city for two days. You were talking about a permanent sea level rise of multiple feet. And you were saying it was going to be caused by all of Greenland's ice shelf falling into the sea. Yeah. It's a completely different point. Um, you know, it's like if he were to if he were to say, you know, oh well, uh, my prediction is there's going to be more rain. Look, it rained. I mean, it's like it's not it's not even that. It's like it's, it's like to say uh, um, my prediction is that a giant um, uh, uh, flying snake will go into the sky and spit down on us rain droplets, and then hey, look, it rained. It's like, well, yeah, there's water coming from the sky, but the, you, your whole point about a giant flying snake is kind of the important part of that analogy, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, it's it's that ridiculous, mm-hmm. almost. I mean, mm-hmm. And the flying snake is a little bit more ridiculous, but only by a tad. Only a little. Only a little. That's, I, that is a despicable, oh, despicable he, thing he's, he's trying to do. And not only has he done it in speeches out, now he's trying to do it in a movie to try to fool millions more people. It is, that is a despicable thing. And, and make another ton of cash. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's interesting because I, I think I've mentioned before, I saw, the, I saw the movie the first time. 
with a really good uh, friend of mine who's a meteorologist, a respected weatherman meteorologist, and he mocked the whole thing. And, and I mean, there is so much. We'd have to go through it uh, with a fine-tooth comb to, to go over all the things that are wrong with it, an inconvenient truth. But there are many, oh, yeah, I mean, the, many. In U- the U.K. that went to court uh, over this, and they found multiple, uh, I think it was seven or eight actual s- specific incorrect statements made in there. And then, of course, there's a lot that people just disagree on. But, I mean, there was straight-out lies throughout that. And yet, we we saw it in downtown Houston. So everybody else in the theater was enraptured with it. And we looked around us at one point because we we were laughing, and I I expected others to be laughing at it, too. And and we looked around, and they're all just... (gasps) They were spellbound by these predictions and by the dire catastrophe that was that was being uh talked about and and so yeah they're all just being taken by this guy by this charlatan which is why i've always called it a hoax because while there has been warming there has also been a flattening out of of the temperatures um that they never talk about and the warming that happened was you know a 0.9 degree change who cares it's not catastrophic. Right. And that's why I think a lot of people, the hoax terminology is not saying that, well, we don't believe the thermometers. It's, you know, it's utilized as peop- the way people use this information um, to expand government and do these things that are uh, clearly uh, hardcore left-wing policies that they've wanted to get done for a long time, but just looking for a way to do them. I mean, that's, it is a hoax. I mean, the idea that it we're is. all uh, uh, under this... Uh, terrible, uh, you know, this, our poor, pathetic, unstable earth can't take, can't handle it. Can't handle it. I mean, it's ridiculous. As if the God who created it didn't realize one day we would have industry. One day we would develop automobile travel. One day we would have jet travel. He, He knew all that. And, and his creation is pretty durable and self repairing in a lot of cases. I will say, uh, I've heard this argument for you before, except it was about bread. Um, it's about bread? Yeah. David Gates and bread? The no, music not, not, group? not no. the band, no. but, the, okay. but the food, in the, oh. which your wife did not want to let you eat bread anymore. Yeah. Yes. And then you That's said right. the bread is the staff of life, and you won the argument. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, when you go <laughs> biblical on hey, it, you go biblical, right? it, it works. You're going to win. It works. You're going to win that one. Uh, so it, it's, it's fascinating because there have been so many lies told by the other side of this, by the Al Gore's of the world. And, and they've manipulated data and they've changed the data and they go back with things they don't like and they change it. And they talk about how they've changed it. Mm-hmm. And it still doesn't matter to anybody. And all the computer models that were wrong and we're still supposed to lap up this slop and now he's got another one. Even so the it's going to happen all over again. Even the IPCC acknowledges that almost exclusively their models said that the temperature was going to be higher than it was. That's kind of amazing. I mean, even, of. even the UN IPCC, the global consensus uh, uh, that we always hear about, even they say that uh, over 90% of their models thought the temperature was going to be too high. Shouldn't that be a concern to yeah, a someone a minor sometime, one. A minor somewhere? One? Um, Amazing. Incredible. Amazing. All right, more patents do coming up in a minute. If our athlete vibes that are causing this catastrophe. I can't believe he's leading with that that stupid. That's uncool. It is uh, the Patent Stew show. I'm Pat. This is uh, Stew. Yes! 
to your left, my right. And that over there mm. is uh, Jeffy. So President Trump has now looks as though he has banned employees of the Environmental Protection Agency from uh -huh. giving social media updates and speaking with reporters. That doesn't now, seem, um, I, what's the word I'm looking for? Legal. <laughs> That's the word. I'm well, it looks as though it's they're speaking, uh, huh. I don't think they're speaking of any of their personal accounts. Although, okay. when you get into the memo uh, here from the EPA head, I was just returned from a briefing for communication directors where the following information was provided. These restrictions are effective immediately and will remain in place until further direction is received from the new administration's beach team. Please review this material, blah, 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 blah. No press releases will be going out to external audiences. No social media will be going out. A digital strategist... Now, wait, are they talking about the official EPA yes. account? Yes, that way, yes. yes. because, okay. as, because uh, a digital strategist will be coming on board to oversee social media. Existing individually controlled social media accounts may become more centrally controlled. Hmm. No blog messages. The beach team will review the list of upcoming webinars and decide which ones will go forward. Please send me a list of any external speaking engagements that are currently scheduled among any of your staff from today through February. Incoming media requests, carefully screened. No new content can be placed on any website. Hmm. Only do cleanup where essential. List servers will be reviewed. Only send out critical messages. I mean, okay. They're going to be restrictive. Obviously, you're coming into a new agency, many of which were yeah. people who were, had the global warming yeah. fever. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, Trump is obviously trying to do something different there. So that's not, I mean, until he gets that sorted out, that's not yeah, a Yeah, as long surprise. as he's not messing with people's private accounts. Can't do it with there. private accounts. And I think you do have some, um, um, I mean, we're paying for it. Yeah. You know, yeah. we're paying for the that's... EPA. We need to know what the hell is going on over there. So you can't right. be completely silent. But right. um, I can understand trying to do a little message control, mm -hmm. uh, especially as the transition happens and before you have NFL your does it. Yeah. Uh, every NFL team does it. So, yeah, that's not out of. I was going to say we don't pay for the NFL, but actually, I, I kind of do. <laughs> yeah. I kinda yeah, do. We uh -huh. do. yeah, we do. Yeah, we yeah, do. Yeah, we do. We do. All right. Something else we pay for is Star Wars movies. Um, yes. And I'm willing to pay for as many as they want to put out. Yeah, I don't keep it. Even I, if they I start getting bad, I'm going to still probably see them I don't care. Well, they've already gotten bad, and then they're they we got still good again, through. and we still powered through the bad ones. Um, and now I'm kind of excited about the series again because the um, – what was the other one called? The uh, Force, Force Awakens. Awakens. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that main one was really good. Then this last one was really good. Even the even the side venture was good, where they you know got the plans to the Death Star Rogue and all, showed that whole thing, Rogue One. And now the next one, I guess they've come up with a title, and and apparently this is something new. And and the movie actually is released in December, I think around the same time. Uh, yes, Rogue December fifteenth. Yeah, uh, Star Wars: The Last Jedi is the name. That's uh, that sounds like pretty pretty good title for Star Wars Episode Eight. Yeah, I mean, people uh, are saying that they think it could be bad for Luke uh, Skywalker because if it's The Last Jedi, it's either him or I guess it would be someone else and then he's dead, right? Yeah. I mean, I, you know, the yeah. movie's going to continue to go on. We know that. So what's going to happen here? Well, However, how, long, how long can you keep going with uh, Mark Hamill? Oh, this is it. Guys, right? it's got to be. too old. Or, now. I mean, it's... It's got to be it as if him as him as the main character of these eventually, right? I mean, and yeah. really, they kind of alluded to the fact that he was going to be a main player in this last one, and you only was, saw a minute and a half of him at yeah. the very end of the movie. I think that's because they didn't. Spoiler want him to alert! Act. They didn't want him to act. 
They wanted to minimize the amount of him on-screen acting. And they did minimize the damage there. They did. Uh, uh, so this one's going to be a tough extent. one. So. Uh, this one's going to be a tough one because he's going to have yeah. to be in this one. However, I would say, like, in I'm the current environment, it, I, I can never remember these things exactly. Um, I'm not a Star Wars, like, mega geek in which I can remember every plot turn. But, mm-hmm. I mean, in the, in the current place we are after The Force Awakens, isn't he thought of as the only Jedi? I mean, they just blew up a bunch of planets. Yeah. You know. Although we were told in previous movies that Leia had the Force, too. Weren't we? I mean, she didn't become a Jedi, obviously, because she didn't do the training and and all that. Right. But she has the Force. And, you know, perhaps a lot of people do. I I don't know how that works Hmm. exactly either. But uh, the last one, Star Wars Force Awakens, made $2 billion worldwide. So... This one's at uh, over $500 million for just U.S. I happen to see what, that. What, Rogue One? Uh, yeah, Rogue One. $500 million? Over $500 million just for the U.S. That's uh, pretty good. It's pretty good number. Yeah. It's already it's over a billion, good. right? Worldwide. Worldwide. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. On a side, that's a side story. Yeah. That's pretty powerful. <laughs> yeah, I does, to me, it sort of indicated, Jeez. though, that you're probably going to expect a little bit less out of the side stories. And I think that's probably Maybe not the next one, though, because it's Han Solo. Maybe. Which... I think a lot of people will be interested in that. On this uh, note, are you at all interested in 24 Legacy? No. Not at all? Not going to even watch it? I mean, I, I got, feel like I, I got to watch it. I got it. a little teeny bit of interest, but I doubt that uh, if Jack was in it, right. I'd be interested. I'd be interested. So they're, they're trying this. But. If you haven't seen the previews, maybe we can show the, the trailer or the commercial for it tomorrow, uh, Marissa. But they have a, uh, it's called 24 Legacy, and they're like, okay, we don't have Jack <laughs> anymore. What can we do? They bring back a couple of characters from the old show. Is Chloe? Um, I didn't see Chloe, but I see Tony. I thought he died. I thought he died too. I couldn't remember. I thought he died. He's in the oh. show, so maybe I don't know. Okay. Maybe it's a prequel. Um, but uh, he's in it, and I don't know. It seems like there's a couple of other uh, characters in it. Huh. Um, and uh, it's a guy, uh, the African American. Uh, has guy. to be. It has to be. This you can't time. replace you, him you with a white guy. Right. You can't do or, it. Or you know, it's, I, I kind of. It was either going to be a, a black guy or a white woman. Those are the or, only two choices. Or uh, a transvestite. Or a transsexual. Either, well, why any so, of those would have worked. Why did you cut to Jeff? I don't, <laughs> why would the? Is there a camera problem? Is it? Why? why? Would, right when you said trans. Transvestite. Yeah, I just went to. Uh, it went to Jeffy. Huh. Hmm. That's uh, interesting. Must be a problem with the cameras, Jeffy. Sorry yeah. about that. So, uh, like every time someone would say transvestite, the camera seems to. Well, very I guess slowly. that's not the case. No. Uh, I guess that's not the case. I thought the cameras. All were right, never mind. It's too late. Never mind. It's too late. <laughs> okay. It's too late. Apparently, we had to telegraph that a little <laughs> that was bit a guy. stronger. <laughs> we all felt it coming, uh, but apparently, no. apparently it didn't not. Work out. Apparently, apparently not. not. Uh, let's, all right. Uh, uh, also, Oscar, Oscar nominations yeah, are out, and uh, this is kind of cool because I've seen uh, there are nine best picture uh, nominees this year, and, and I've seen I, one of them. One of them. Jeffy, you, two, you got one. Just one. Well? One. Okay. I think I'm at one. Right? The, the Texas Hell or High Water, yeah. yeah but you, so oh, you've seen, okay. I love that movie, by the way. I'm Here are the nominees. I, I gotta see that, I guess. So I didn't realize, so that's a current movie? I thought it was like about like the Old West or something. No, no, it's, no, 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 it's modern day. It's, uh, I don't know how modern it is. Is it modern? Yeah. Absolutely, <laughs> like today? today? Jeff, Glenn said it was 2008, like, yeah. like financial crisis times. Yeah, because they were, t- because uh, uh, it's oil crisis and things closing up in West Texas and... Uh, I, mean, I had no idea. So, so. I, I honestly just saw like the pictures, and it just looked like it was old timey, so I avoided it. As you know, I have a line of World War II. 
Uh, anything before World War II, I try not to watch. Well, this is not. Well, for, well this is not before World War. No, II, I know, but I mean, but, like, a, a, I thought it was like a Western. Like it was like, oh, and oh, the no. that's what I thought it was. Not a Western. I mean, it could be a Western and after World War II as well. It's... It could be, but I mean, I didn't take enough time to care. Obviously, I saw one indication. I was like, eh, I'll watch something like else. Like if there was a recent Western made, like Magnificent Seven, for instance, when which was, that was remade. Set? Prior to World War II. <laughs> right. So that's the, not yeah. when it was made, but when it was set. Right, right, yeah, yeah, right, right, yeah. Right, like, right, right, right. Like a new movie about the 1700s, I'm generally not interested right, in. Oh, Brand right. new, yeah, spanking new, Leonardo DiCaprio's in it, no thanks. You know? <laughs> All right. You know, Kate Winslet, yeah. I don't care. Any modern person. If they're wearing a costume, you don't want anything to do with it. That's kind of it. Yeah. It's kind of it. Now, uniform right. I can deal with. <laughs> You want to go back to the nineteen? You want to go back to World War Two? You going to give me some some Nazi uniforms? I'm, I'm going to see that movie. Okay. I mean, well, I, I've I don't think it's physically possible for Valkyrie to air without me watching it. I don't think it's mm. possible. If mm-hmm. it's on and I see it, I'm there for a couple hours. That's just the bottom line. I so I'm all in on that. I just it's, it, World mm-hmm. War Two is about my line. Okay. All right. Uh, so, but that fits into it. So hell or high water, you could see too. Yeah, yes. you could. Uh, we just haven't. Uh, also, Hacksaw Ridge. I can see that. Uh, I, I keep telling myself to see that too, and I, heck, I, can't. I, I would love to see that, but I can't. Fences with Denzel Washington. I mean, he, anything with him in it is going to be nomi- nominated yeah. for Best Picture. He's, he's good though. He deserves um, it, unlike Meryl Streep. Yes, that's true. Oh, hidden no hidden figures. Uh, the story about the the black women who worked at NASA and were in, instrumental in getting you know us to the moon. Win. La La Land, which is a musical, and we found out today it's very very musical. I mm-hmm. I don't like that. No thanks. Lion. I don't know anything about Manchester by the Sea. I keep hearing it. It sounds like a like we a remains you. of the day type of deal. Is that what it is? No, it's it's a it's modern not. story about um, about like it's like a, a, someone dies and he has to take a kid that the parents died, so he has to like come into this girl's a kid's life and oh, like yeah. no thank you. I mean it's supposed to be really good, but I mean I'm sure it is. But Lion mm. is about an adopted kid that finds his real parents later in life it's true. with Google. Wow. That's <laughs> true. And it's stunning new technology. Google to be able to, <laughs> ooh. Uh, Moonlight is also, and then the one we've all seen, or maybe not Jeffy, I don't know. Arrival. Arrival, Arrival. yeah. That's not, to me, not even close to a best picture. It had some cool moments, but it was, it was I mean, right. it was good. It was okay. And I, I like her, and I. it was a decent movie, and it was, you know, I, I always like uh, alien invasion movies. Yeah. But that was... It was yeah, okay. I kind of how I felt about it. It was um, okay. Uh, lead actor, some n- notable ones. Uh, the guy from Hacksaw Ridge gets an, uh, an actor a nomination. Ryan Gosling, La La Land. Um, Denzel, of course, gets one. And Casey Affleck from uh, Manchester by the Sea. He, for, and he won the Golden Globe. Yeah. So yeah. he's probably the favorite for this. Yeah, that's he is amazing the that Casey mm-hmm. Affleck. That's, that's uh, what's his face? Uh, ben Affleck, right? yeah. Ben's and then uh, lead actress, uh, the mo- Natalie Portman is Jackie. I actually wanted to see that. I actually wouldn't have seen her. I know, I want to see that. Um, and the other one that's uh, oh. no, most notable, Emma Stone in La La Land, but Meryl Streep for Florence Foster Jenkins. Because you have to. You have you to nominate her for whatever must. reason. And, and that's another singing one times. too, where she's no, uh, the the opera singer that away. can't sing, yeah. but she's and a rich lady. And this time she's a bad singer. Yeah, she's a rich lady, so she rents out an opera hall and she gets to sing bad in front of people. Oh, right. good night, good night, America. We've got some congratulations here on the other oh, side. So let's do, let's break. We'll come back on the other side with food. Really? Again? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yes. Although I don't think we're gonna be able to do nice. all of it. We had a bunch, but we're not nah, bring it all. Too long. No. We'll get through it quickly. Well, let's do one kind, and then.
All right, we got less than two minutes here to give you a taste test of this new flavor from 7-Eleven. They've got Again. a bunch of new stuff they've been doing lately. It's this one you. is called Prime Rib flavored uh, potato chips. I will say that uh, first <laughs> of all, Prime Rib. Yeah, Prime Rib. Uh, you so see you this picture of Prime Rib right here? No, I can. Vegetarian friendly Prime Rib potato chips. How is that possible? Uh, I don't know. What? It's amazing. And I will say it's also certified rockin' flavor. Oh, wow. So if you're thinking, hey, wait a minute, it, I know it's rockin', but is it certified rockin'? It is right is there. Is it certified by the USDA? No. Oh, shit. It's certified by 7-Eleven. All right. Yeah. Jeffy's trying so, them. Here we go. Certified rockin' flavor. Prime rib. Mmm. Oh. <laughs> Good. Kind of weird. That is not the word I would use. You know that what they did? That is weird. All you taste is the sort of horseradish that you might put on the prime rib. Has nothing to do with prime rib. It's got smokiness in it. Yeah, it does. Smokiness and horseradishes. Oh man, yes. that is weird. I would not buy these. I would not buy these either. In fact, it, I, to me, it mm. tastes like what I picture prime. Remember prime rib tasting like? Uh huh. But it's been so many years. Well, I, uh, to me, what I remember prime mm. rib tasting like? Is mm -hmm. this? No. <laughs> oh man. No. I don't know. I'm torn. Uh oh. oh I, no. I'll go on a limb here. I give this a five <laughs> out of eighteen. <laughs> A four. Four out of 18. Four? A four? Yeah. Oh, I'll give it a five. I got to go above Stu for a meat I'm going to give it an eight. Ah. Chip, yeah, it's I'm an not. eight. I have uh, that one. Eight, eight out of 18. Eight. Yeah. Uh, eight out of 18. So All four, right. five, and eight. Not, not a great chip, but we've got two other 7 uh, Eleven chips. And I, I think they did try something different, and we give 7 Eleven. We, 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 we at least. Way to go. Applaud All right. Thank you.